you know, it comes from continuity and guys just knowing how to play off each other, how to pass off games, how to how to um, uh, feel one another in their sets or in the run game, whatever it is. And you know, we love we love the guys we have in our room. We do. It's just a matter of them just playing together uh, and and getting together and playing together and playing next to one another and communicating with one another. And uh, you know, if we can just get some continuity going, the, the group that we have is good enough. Back on primetime we go this week, Jet fans. Monday night football against the Chargers. And look, everything's right in front of us. It's a game where it would be nice to have in our back pockets. Wouldn't that be just so ideal? It's the Jets Way Podcast, Jake and Sean tonight. And as always, tonight's show is brought to you by our good friends over at Underdog Fantasy. Download the Underdog app today and new customers can get their first deposits fully matched up to $100 using promo code JETSWAY. Make sure all throughout the week you tune into our picks of the week and join us with our with our pickums on Underdog Fantasy. Download the app, like I said. Must be 18 years or older in New York and New Jersey and present. Terms apply. Concern with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-877-HOPE-NY and visit www.ncpgambling.org. Mr. Kennedy, welcome back. How are you feeling nowadays? What did you think of that game first and foremost against the Giants sending those babies home? I was literally at a wedding, dude. As they were reading the vows, I'm looking down because they were like big on no phones. I have my phone now, but it was just on the floor and I just kept looking down and he missed the field goal. Then I got some hope and then rest is history. But I thought that game was over. <laughs> Dude, we almost lost to a team with negative nine yards passing. Oh, horrific. That, that was a horrific game. I'm so happy I didn't like sit down and watch the whole game. I was kind of- Sean, tell me if I'm being too negative here. All right. You can't tell me that the quarterback is improving enough for this to be a sustainable way of winning. I mean, you're definitely right. Just like, just by the eye test, you can just tell like they can't really move the ball at a consistent rate. They can't get touchdowns, which is a big problem, obviously. But yeah, you're not being too negative. So, in your opinion, is this like a sustain? What is your expectations though for like the rest of the year? With it has to get better. For right, because this is just dude, we've had the least. So, the Jets this year, in case you don't know, they've had the lead for the least amount of plays in the entire league, and they're four and three. Like, that's not possible. Wild, that, that's not at all sustainable for us to get to the playoffs this year or to have a shot at Aaron Rodgers playing again in December. We need to play better offensively, and that starts with the quarterback first and foremost. It's been wild. I just think he's scared to, to throw picks. I think that's their big thing that that the coaches are telling them, like, j- just don't turn the ball over. But at some point, you you just have to start taking risks. Obviously, not stupid risks, but but you have to take shots. You just have to. Is that why you think he's just taking so many sacks? Because on yes. fourth and ten, you cannot yeah. be taking a sack, right? Brutal. I mean, I don't know what's going through your head. The game's on the line there. I don't know why you're not throwing the ball up. It's the game's over. Like it's fourth down for the game. You cannot hold on to the ball and take a sack. Dude, I just the thing that really just makes me so annoyed is the constant excuse making for this kid, right? Where they blame the offensive coordinator, they blame the rain, they blame the offensive line, they blame this and they blame that. It's like, no, at some point you're going to have to get better as a quarterback. And a fine example is Will Levis in his first start threw for four touchdown passes. Zach's never thrown for three touchdown <laughs> passes in any of his what 30 starts now over the last three years. Yeah. I just think with the fans especially like they're winning some of these ugly games if we would have lost that giants game it would have been doomsday completely 
it, it would have been. I mean, we would have kind yeah. of came on here and just freaked out the entire time. Yeah. And look, now the Jets, dude, they're four and three. We got the Chargers coming in here on Monday night. Hopefully the Chargers charger in the end. It's actually really funny because if you think about it, the Chargers always find a way to blow games. And we seem to to find ways to come back and win these games. So I think it's going to be a pretty close game. I'm a, I'm not as nervous about it because, look, we've been through the ringer this year of, of nerves before games, right? We were so nervous for Monday night. We were so nervous for the Patriots game. We were so nervous to play the Giants. You see what I'm saying here? Yeah. I mean, the one thing we can look at for this week is, I guess, a weaker defense. Like, the Giants played Zach well. They threw, like, every blitz they had at him. So, I mean, and, and the offensive line's obviously banged up, but we're playing a weaker defense here, so we we better move the ball. I mean, we've been saying that for three years now, but uh, we better move the ball. Dude, the Chargers are actually pretty good at defending the run. That's not really where their issues are. It's the pass. So if Zach is not pushing the ball down the field, and I actually thought about this last night. You can correct me if memory serves you correct. I can call one time this year where the football was placed on the 25-yard line that Zach Wilson drove the field and led the Jets to a touchdown drive. That was halftime at Kansas, against Kansas City at MetLife Stadium. I probably think you're the right. Be- probably the best drive he's had as a professional. So, look, man, if it's I feel like it's now or never in a sense of if we can't move the ball and it kind of coincides with next week's game against the and good God, if they lose to the Raiders being coached by Antonio Pierce Mm -hmm. and a rookie quarterback, duck and cover if you're Robert Sala, that that can't happen. But just getting back to what I was saying here, the next two weeks is a great time for the offense to get on track because. Look, the gauntlet of our schedule is kind of over with, right? The murderer's mm-hmm. row of quarterbacks and the, the heated crosstown rivalry with the Giants where the players may have been playing a little bit more tight. I know in the rain we seem to go into these funks offensively, more so the quarterback, but still. What do you think? Because I, I feel like they have to get on track this game offensively. And if they do that, they should win this football game against the Chargers because you know the defense is going to show up. Yeah, exactly. They got to find a way to let Zach play loose like he played against the Chiefs. And I don't like they were down multiple scores against the Chiefs that kind of had no no option but to let Zach rip it. But I mean, now's the time. That's what I said, bro. It's like when they played the Chiefs and a lot of Jet fans kind of they they always use that Chiefs game as, well, look at the Chiefs game. He's clearly capable. That was out of sheer desperation, folks. The yeah, they Chiefs, had no choice. Exactly. Like. And that's another thing, too. Like, they all say, well, what about in the two-minute drill where Zach seems to zing off these passes and he looks great? I mean, look at the when they finally let him play quarterback on Sunday is always the excuse with the last 25 seconds left or whatever it was. <laughs> Here's the thing, folks. With those two-minute offenses, there's no structure around it, right? Nothing's scripted. It's all off script. You're hurrying to the line. Most of the time, the defense – isn't necessarily guarding the middle of the field, right? With with 24 seconds or whatever it was, you're not you're playing the boundaries. You're trying to keep everything in front of you. You don't want to allow the big play to go for a touchdown. And you're probably not sending a blitz. You're sending three or four guys, and Zach can, okay, have his time to throw in the pocket. We know he has a big arm. And then guys are probably going to be wide open in the middle of the field, which they were. That's the thing. It's like when we have to play with structure and the opposing defense can substitute guys and they can game plan, play in and play out. 
Zach Wilson just doesn't look like he knows what he's doing most of the time. That's why the two-minute drill offense, that argument is so irrelevant. It's not even funny. Yeah, I mean, at this point, Zach just is what he is at this point. But, like, he has some good throws in him somewhere. It's just I think it's really mental for him. And, you know, the first the first couple of years probably just ruined him, I guess. But he can he can make some throws. It's just mental. Well, the best throws come, like I said, when it's off script and it's just like he doesn't do the basic things well enough consistently to play quarterback in this league. And look, the Jets are going to and look, we love to see them win. And do I expect this team to be playing for the playoffs in December? I absolutely do. The the Jets, it's funny, man, because every single game on the Jets schedule, if you look at it, you go, yeah, I could see the Jets winning that game. But you could also say, yep. I could see the Jets losing that game. And that's exactly. an indictment on the quarterback. No, it is. I mean, that was that was the missing piece last year. That's that's what's holding us back this year. But I think they just tell him, like, don't turn the ball over and we'll be in these games. So he's kind of playing scared a little bit. Well, the good news is, though, for the Jets is the offensive line looks like it will get healthier. Joe Tittman practiced limited today, which is Thursday, and Dwayne Brown was a full participant. It sounds like Dwayne Brown... We'll go back to left tackle. Makai Becton will go to the right side. And look, it's not necessarily something that I would do if I were running things. I would keep Becton at left tackle. I hate the constant moving guys around here and moving guys around there. And we've never been able to get this continuity on the offensive line. But it does sound like no matter how much we want to sit here and scream about it, Brown's playing left tackle. Uh, I I also would keep Becton at left tackle because Lakin Tomlinson has been our best offensive lineman this year. And that could be due to playing next to Mekhi Becton at tackle. I know Becton didn't have a great game on Sunday against the Giants, got his lunch money taken a few times by Kayvon Thibodeau. So, look, that that's how we're going to go. And uh, I guess it'll be on Monday night. I don't know if Tittman will be – I don't even know if Brown will be ready to play on Monday night. It sounds like more so the Raiders game is when we'll get both of them back. But uh, the, the Jets signed Roger Saffold to the practice squad. I know a lot of Jet fans roll up in arms – my good buddy Donnie included was, oh, this, this general manager is terrible. How did he not trade for Ezra Cleveland? And look, mm-hmm. folks, there was they tried to make the big move that would move the needle when Rodgers is back, right? They tried to go get Adams. They tried to go get Evans. They even tried to go get T. Higgins from the Bengals. I don't know if you saw that. Wow. So what were people expecting? We're going to go get more mids receivers to just get their cardio in with Zach throwing the ball because he doesn't see the field well enough. I don't know, man. It's just like – so it sounds like Monday night we, we'll have – Obviously, Becton at left, Tomlinson at uh, at left guard, and then we'll have either Newman or Glazer, who they just signed to the practice squad, playing center and guard, and then Max Mitchell playing tackle. Or they might have Billy Turner playing guard again. I don't know. I know um, you didn't catch a, a ton of the game on Sunday. Billy Turner was playing right guard for this team down the stretch. That's pretty crazy. I don't like the sound of moving Becton back to right. I mean, the guy's an athlete. But come on, like this guy's got hurt. He's just getting back into himself. He's had two years off. I mean, they have to. I know Dwayne Brown has never played a, a position like other than left, but they should just experiment. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't really like moving back to back to right tackle. And it's just the constant shuffling people around, right? Yeah. Like it's so tough to get in a rhythm. And I don't think performance wise for Beckton, it will make that drastic of a difference. But Brown, obviously, being an older guy. But look, man, we, we talk about it all the time where the Jets offensive line, we had a center that couldn't snap the football at one point during that game against the Giants. And it doesn't hurt to have that many experienced 
offensive lineman. I think the goal is at some point this year is to get Brown at left tackle, Tomlinson at left guard, Titman at center, Saffold at right guard, and then Max Mitchell playing right tackle. I, I or excuse me, Makai Becton playing right tackle. Yeah. So that's what I think the ultimate goal is because a lot of people are like, well, Saffold's just the body. No, no, no. I, I just don't think that Roger Saffold would get off the couch to go be on the practice squad or just be a reserve body. I think they told him, hey, look, you're going to come here. You're going to play. We just need to get you in football shape. Shape. He knows the playbook because he was with Keith Carter, the Jets O-line coach and run game coordinator with the Tennessee Titans where he had his best football outside of maybe like, you know, the price. He's 35 years old. Obviously, in the prime of his career, he was better. But with Buffalo the last couple of years, he's been pretty abysmal. They're saying that this scheme suits him better. Look, I'm not an X's and O's guy. Well, it just it remains to be seen with that. But yeah, man, the, the offensive line. They've, they've played fine this year, man. It's been makeshift, but it, look, it's so tough blocking for this kid because he holds on to the ball for too long and they don't know where he's going to go in the pocket. He has no pocket presence whatsoever. Yeah. And back to Saffold for a second, like we have, we have no guards like at all. So when he's ready to go, he's definitely going to be in there. I agree. Garrett Wilson, how special is that kid, man? A hundred yards. Oh, he's amazing. And it just makes you think like if he had Aaron Rodgers let alone just like a like a like an average quarterback, his numbers would be insane. Like he's really they have to stick to getting him twelve, even fifteen targets a game and just get him the ball, get him and breach the ball at, at all costs. Yeah, look, it's not a mystery here that the best that the Jets offense has looked this year, it has been getting Garrett Wilson the ball double digit times, right? Where they've yeah. been targeting him. And look, it, it, even it's little things, just keeping him engaged in the offense is great, right? When they're sending the blitz, man, have it a slip screen to Garrett Wilson, right? Where he can make a yeah. guy miss. The guy is so shifty. He can make tacklers miss. He's like a joystick out there. He's he's that twitchy and that fast. So I, I love getting Garrett Wilson involved as much as possible. And Brees Hall, look, the it, and a lot of people are like, well, the Jets didn't have a running game either on Sunday. The Jets are going to have a very hard time getting a run game going if the opposing defense does not respect what we could do with the pass. So – how you can do that, it's what they kind of did on Sunday. Get Brees involved as a receiver. I think they should get him on the outside more, man. When they run those toss plays to Brees Hall, he's got mm -hmm. the ability. Look, one guy misses, those guys in the middle of the field, they're not catching him. They're just not fast enough. I don't care what Brees Hall's 40 time was. Brees Hall is fast, man. Like, he has – dude, he is – he's got to be the fastest guy on our offense. I know maybe Izzy or some other guy that they saw. I mean, McCall Hardman's not here anymore. Maybe but Gibson. Maybe Gibson, maybe, but maybe. dude, but just Bree I feel like Brees Hall is the type of runner where like he's not that fast as soon as he gets the ball in his hands, but he just gets faster as he's running. He, he's really very sneaky. such a special talent. He's very sneaky. He has those long strides. He just glides across the field, makes makes guys miss. He's truly special, man. And then Monday night against the Chargers. Here's the thing, though. I think um, that I that we'll be in business with is, and we do a very good job of it as we've done all year. With these guys like Justin Herbert, and we did it against Mahomes, we did it against Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, these are special talents where they believe in their arms, right? They're trying to make a play, and they they could force a play that's not there. They're not Tyrod Taylor. They're not Mac Jones. They're not Dak Prescott that's just going to take what the defense gives them and plays within an offense, right, where they just kind of dink and dunk, and they don't really put the football in harm's way. They play field position. That won't be the Chargers with Justin Herbert. If the Jets can pressure him enough, and play good enough coverage, he's going to throw you a couple, man. He could definitely turn the football over. I know the, the turnovers haven't been as bad this year as in years, his previous two years in the league, but 
look, I expect the Jets to get their hands on at least two footballs this week and, and cause turnovers because I don't think we can win unless we win this turnover battle. Yeah, definitely. I think, though, honestly, man, that this game is going to be so big for seeding because tiebreakers huge. Tiebreakers come into play, right? Last year, I know that the Jets weren't the most uh, well-positioned with the tiebreakers, even when we were talking about the playoffs. And it would be nice if these wins uh, the, the last uh, two weeks came against AFC teams competing for the playoffs. But look, that's our opportunity here, right? The next three games are all against teams. I get it. Maybe not as much the Raiders anymore that you would have thought maybe two weeks ago because the Raiders started off the year pretty decently. But uh, these are two games in the AFC, man, that will have very big play- playoff ramifications. And if we can win these next two games, I don't want to overlook the Raiders, but that game against Buffalo, man, who knows? Maybe we're playing for the division with with the Dolphins on the agenda for two more games. Yeah, and listen, uh, they've been great at at these night games at home. They've they've shown up every single game. And you know it'll be all Jet fans there on Monday night. Oh yeah, those <laughs> those fans are not traveling uh, to the East Coast from uh, well, L.A. or San yeah, Diego. I was yeah. gonna say, yeah, they, they they don't have fans in L.A. It, it, they're all in yeah. San Diego, and they're pretty salty uh, with the team and. Look, I think, though, this Chargers offense, man, we saw them against the Cowboys. We got to send the blitz at them, man, and, and force mm-hmm. these turnovers and force Herbert to throw them, throw them a couple. And uh, and Austin Eckler is back now for the Chargers. He looked great on Sunday night. I don't – maybe – honestly, what? how do you feel about this? At first, they said, I don't really love the Chargers getting a tune-up game before they come and play us. But I, uh, Lorenzo actually brought up a really good point to me was he said, you know what, that's good. Let them get that false sense of security and come in here flat. And I go, okay, that's another way of looking at it. Yeah, it's like the same thing for us when we go west. Like they have to come to the East Coast. Like that's that's not easy. Yeah, that's been a real thing this year where teams that are traveling from the West Coast to the East Coast are averaging 10 less points a game wow. this year compared to it's like yes, exactly. So uh that is certainly something uh that is rem- that remains to be seen. And look, it's gonna be cold out there as well. Mm-hmm. Like it, exactly. it, it's probably the Chargers' first cold game this year. Yeah, it definitely has to be. I mean in the forties, you would think, right? It was, it's been pretty chilly out, outside lately. It screams a big game from Brees Hall, right? Yeah, I feel like it does. And and Garrett Wilson, th- those are two guys that have really shown up on these primetime games this year. But what do you think, man? Do you think this 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 team can make the playoffs as currently constructed? Yes, like like we've been saying the whole season. You know, those those first six games were tough. We came out of it three and three, so you really can't complain about that. And you know, they're all all winnable games left. I mean, like you said before, you, you can look at these games and say, we can win these games, but we can also lose these games. So the main thing is you just got to get the offense going. I would love to score in the first quarter, maybe take a lead, God forbid. Yeah, well, that's certainly good as well. But another thing that really needs to change is the discipline, Sean. I mean, they had nine. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Dude, <laughs> they, they had nine penalties on Sunday, and they had four personal foul penalties, I think it was. I know Quincy Williams had two, and he's lucky he didn't get called for a taunting penalty when he was dancing in Saquon Barkley's face. Yeah. And then Jermaine Johnson had the killer penalty. Didn't you Didn't you just love that Tommy DeVito's getting calls, but Zach Wilson in his third year never gets a call? It's amazing. But, dude, Un- the, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, that was just unbelievable. They... They walked the Giants down the field, like on strictly penalties. Strictly penalties, and they were going to kick a field goal unless Jermaine Johnson didn't hit the guy right in the head. I mean, just what are you doing? That's undisciplined. And I thought if we were sitting here on Monday talking about this game and the Jets lost, the big penalty would have been Michael Clemens lining up offsides. I mean, what the hell are you doing there? That was 
an horrific penalty. I don't know how you even take that penalty there, or even like that. That's your one job there is to not is to not commit a penalty, give them the first down. Exactly, and and they were on the you know they were pinned back deep. The Jets were going to get the ball again at midfield where the giant punter was punting the ball all day. I'm like, okay, you know what? They're punting. We're going to at least get a field goal here. It's got it's one first down is probably what the Jets need with Greg's airline kicking field goals nowadays. So I'm like, okay, great. And then he commits that penalty, and I said to myself, they're not going to touch the ball for the rest of the day. What a disaster! So the penalties have to be cleaned up. If you're Salah, it's not even undisciplined. It's just sheer stupidity, honestly. It's really been, I know the first two weeks we were the least penalized team in the whole league, but I feel like since that Chiefs game especially, it's just been penalty after penalty. Yeah, it's been it's been pretty undisciplined. They got to clean that up. Just like, I know some some flags can go one way or the other, but just don't put yourself in that position to... To have a flag like like the Jermaine Johnson play like don't there wasn't a need for that I mean yeah it was kind of whatever but just don't do it it's the second time this year Jermaine Johnson got called for a dumb personal foul penalty I don't know if you remember against the Chiefs first play of the game I mean what are you doing yeah. he hit that guy right in the head uh, you know they're gonna yeah. call it what are you doing if you're solid you need to be in his ear and another another thing where this team the, the discipline and just the overall well schooling of them I mean Michael Carter what are you still doing on the team first of all and second of all I don't know if you saw this, but at the end of the sec- first half, with a minute to go, the Giants are calling timeouts. They just want to go into halftime. The Jets going to run it, and then they're going to pump it away. Michael Carter is going out of bounds. <laughs> I mean, what are you doing? Every week, Michael Carter, for the limited time we see him on the field, he's either dropping big passes or doing something stupid. His job's been brutal. What's the deal with Izzy? I know they're concerned about his pass protection, but like, you got to find a way to get this guy in the active roster. Dude, Izzy, it's a mystery, Sean. And I thought that they were going to trade Dalvin Cook. I said it on Monday where I don't think they wanted to trade Dalvin Cook, but I thought Dalvin Cook was was going to go into Joe Douglas's office and say, hey, look, man, you got to get me out of here. Like, I need the ball more. Like, I didn't sign up to play with Zach Wilson, yada, yada, yada. And they didn't trade him. So, and then that, I thought that would pave the way for Izzy to be on the active roster and get some work in. But now it's like, what do you do? I mean, he if if you're concerned about his blitz pickups and pass protection, what's the role? You're not taking Brees off the field for Dalvin Cook. And I get it, Dalvin Cook hasn't been great this year. I think there's more to it than than people want to admit as Jet fans. But look, I, I they gotta get this kid involved, man. He's got some real ju- juice and burst. Yeah, definitely. He's a good like change of pace guy, especially since Michael Carter's been, you know, p- pretty brutal with the drops and in big spots too drops it's been, it's been tough yeah the drops haven't been great this year and i know that's not an excuse to exonerate the quarterback here but alan lazard is another one man he Ugh. seems to have a he seems to have a big drop every single week yeah lazard and, and conklin this is another thing i don't know if i mentioned this on monday's show but why is it that all year tyler conklin is not running over the freaking marker on for on third down like, dude, yeah. know where you – it's been all year, and Conklin's played well this year. And I, and I know mm-hmm. Conklin would be playing better if Rodgers was here, and I'm not trying to hate on Conklin here. But, dude, third down, can we not go a yard before the sticks every single time? I mean, it's once a game at least. Yeah. Zach has not been great, obviously, but he needs to get more help, especially on plays like that. Yeah, yeah, Zach, Zach needs a lot of help. There, there's no doubt. All the help yeah. that – that he can get, <laughs> but yeah, man, they, they got to step up for the kid. There's no, I'm not trying to sit here and say the rest of the offense has played perfect, but I think they've played well enough where 
Zach's got to play better, man. I, if, if he's not confident going into this game after the comeback that he led, I, I don't know. And I said that after the Chief game. We didn't see much of an improvement in that Bronco game. So, um, I don't know. I think it's going to be another and, – and I think the game plan, and I don't want to – and I defended Hackett on Monday. I do think the game plan is uberly conservative because they just don't want this kid to make a mistake. But there's yeah. going to be a point in time, like the Chiefs game, where the defense has a – lackluster start right i it's going to happen where the defense has a bad game this year and it's not going to be a one possession game the whole way where this kid has to be turned loose and he has to play quarterback and make some plays yeah definitely would this be the weakest defense that we've seen so far oh so far without a doubt the, the chargers yeah. yes without, without a doubt they have to come out slinging and not play scared that's that's really the main thing yeah the next two weeks are going to be by far i think honestly for the rest of the season the weakest defenses yeah. that we've played. I, I'm I'm just thinking off the top. Maybe the commander's defense now that they traded away Chase mm -hmm. Young and uh Montez Sweat, which by the way, I have no idea what the the Bears are doing <laughs> buying at the trade deadline. What? But anyway, uh yeah, man. This this team, it's it's there. It's there for the taking and these games, they've been in all these games this year, with the exception of the Dallas game. I'm I'm ready, man. I'm pumped up as a Jeff fan. I don't want my my criticism of the quarterback to overshadow how pumped up I am about the rest of this year. If this team, and especially if Aaron Rodgers came back and play, I mean, if Aaron Rodgers came back and played and this team made the playoffs this year, this has to be one of the best Jet seasons of my life by default. Yeah. <laughs> it's been talked about a lot, but like just like the just the hope of Aaron coming back is like huge for this team and him being around still. And, you know, I think it's pretty big. But yeah, well, there's a lot of hope, man. This, this team plays hard. Whether, well, that, that's the one thing about Solly, yeah. right? This team plays hard for him. They they absolutely show up and play for him. I don't know if you saw this today on the uh, Rich Eisen show. Brees Hall said, without a doubt, he thinks Aaron Rodgers is going to come back and play this year. Those players are just believing, man. That's what yeah. I think the hope of, of Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is getting them through Zach and not exploding on him again like they did last year because they did turn their backs on him last year. I don't care what anybody tells me. So, um, And also, I don't know, like even Thomas Morstead, I mean, the Jets are making punters get all emotional and we're making punters. And, and, and listen, nothing against Thomas Morstead, but how many NFL teams out there are having punters on the national stage? I mean, only a Zach Wilson-led offense could make that possible. But Aaron Rodgers' presence and that belief that he could potentially come back is certainly inspiring this football team. We're probably the only team in the league that can say, where would we be without our punter? <laughs> where would we be? Dude, you are 100% correct, yeah. man. Is he not doing the best job of a jet punter we've ever seen in our lives? I think so. He's been amazing. He has been absolutely amazing. It's just the special teams in general, Sean, right? It, it's yeah. Morstead. It's Hennessy, the long snapper. It's Greg Zerline kicking field goals. The punt coverage, the kick coverage, with whether it's Justin Hardy going down and Irv Charles stepping up. It looks like the Jets, by the way, will get Irv Charles back. On Sunday, they need to also activate Rand as much as we didn't like Randall Cobb. He needs to be active because look, if something were to happen to Xavier Gibson again, I don't want DJ Reed back there fielding punts. Just let Cobb go back there. He's not going to do anything explosive with the ball in his hands. But look, we think he will catch the football and and not put it on the ground. I mean, that's all we're asking for is just not make a disaster of things. So, um, yeah, the the Jets special teams has been absolutely incredible this year, and they've had the, they had the huge return week one. So the Jets mm -hmm. special teams has won them. I think two games this year. And Justin Hardy has has been out too. I know he he got put on the short term IR. Is what's the deal with him? Has he been practicing? No, he's he had uh I think he actually had a surgery or something like that. Oh, I think wow. it, was, it was a hamstring or, of sorts, but uh 
the goal though is for hard they said four to six weeks and i think that was we're going on week three now of no yeah. justin hardy so i think the denver game was the first game that there was no hardy so uh it remains to be seen with him he's a captain on the team and a well-respected vet so hopefully he can get back yeah. soon uh i don't know if you saw this today but quincy williams defensive player of the month well deserved his his like just the steps that that he's taken since since being here has been great. Him playing next to Mosley, those are two very good linebackers so far this year. I know PFF had him like those two in the top five, I think. Which having those two guys is huge, obviously. With I mean, just just the names on defense alone, the defense is loaded, and they've been playing like. It. Yeah, bro, uh, and also I don't think you can find me a better linebacking tandem than. C.J. Mosley and Quincy Williams. You really yeah, can't. No way. Yeah. You, you can't. And and also, how about the contract that we signed Quincy to? I mean, we have him for another two years at $6.5 per year. An absolute steal. Yeah, and he, he's like a heat-seeking missile, man. That defense has got me so pumped up, man, because this this defense, and I know they didn't force any turnovers on Sunday, but where, where are the opportunities? They do everything that great defenses do. They force turnovers, and they close games out. They just need to get off to a little bit of better starts against quality opponents. I, I know they started off fine against the Giants, but my God, <laughs> that's not saying much. But if they would impress me a lot, if they played a complete game on Monday night where we don't allow the Chargers to get off to a you know opening drive touchdown or anything like that, they just need to get off to a little bit of a better start against the good teams. Like I would obviously just just like to get out of there with a win, but I would like a convincing win for the first time this year, you know? I don't think you're going to get one. That's not how. And and this is something that I've explained to people for this team to win. They need to do it messy where it's going to be a bit backwards. They need to hit. It's kind of like how the Steelers win games, right? Where they kind of just hang around and hang around. And then eventually they just go and take the game. That's for the taking. And they make those winning plays late in the game that the other team does not make. And the other team not putting them away allows them to hang around long enough to come on and take the game. And, uh, we're going to be biting our nails all season, man, because I, I think every yeah. game is going to be close because you can't put people away with Zach Wilson playing quarterback. He's just it's not good enough, and they need to kind of win in spite of him. I, it, it sucks to say, but it's not negative. It is as positive as you can get while being realistic about things, in my opinion. Yeah, I would just say it's realistic. Like, that's that's just how the way it's been. But it's just a dangerous way to play, like one play – we cannot have four wins, you know? <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Four wins, dude. I mean, look, the Denver game, they almost lost. The Bills game obviously could have gone yeah, either saying, way. I'm saying all, all four of our wins, pretty much is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I, there's there's no arguing that. Like, these games are generally coin flip games. You have no idea what team is going to show up. Like, the Jets, you have no idea yeah. if they're going to. Like, that's why it's amazing, and I think that's why the betting market is kind of catching on to them. It's like the Jets should never be a touchdown underdog in any of these games. Especially yeah. at home. And it was the same story last year. I think our only blowout loss was the Bears, and that was Mike White when he diced them up. Uh, they blew the Dolphins out bad last year. Oh, yeah, with Skylar Thompson, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they they, they blew them out. Um, Even the Packers game was pretty convincing. Yeah, that's true. But And another thing, another point here, I don't, I don't want to jump too far ahead in the calendar here, but and this is something that I, I want you to think about right now real quick, but when is the last time the Jets have gone to a divisional opponent in a game that meant something and won? You'd have to go back a long 15. time. It would probably, yeah, yeah. I talked about it with some folks uh, yesterday. It would probably be 
week two of Todd Bowles' second year on that Thursday night game where they went to Buffalo and won. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That that year is just blocked out from my memory, to be honest. That that year was a complete disaster. Where Todd Bowles lost the locker room and then they kept him for another two years? Wonderful. Bizarre. That absolutely. was a bizarre time. <laughs> uh, dude, absolutely bizarre. How about Bryce Huff? Can we get his name on a contract sometime soon? Dude, he's going to get paid. Like, I think, like, if you would have told us before the season the kind of money that he could be getting, either now or at the end of the year, that guy's going to get a lot of money. They might have to put the franchise tag on him. They might have to because, like, they still don't they don't play him enough to pay him, like, as much as, like, these guys are getting paid. Like, he still is not playing that that many percent of the snaps. I would be absolutely stunned if Bryce Huff does not finish the year with double-digit sacks at this rate. He gets one a week. And even yeah. Jermaine Johnson, dude. Jermaine Johnson has been unlocked. Really. He's been huge. Dude, since I think it was the Denver game. We, dude, we've seen a completely different player out there. How about that? Two homegrown edge players that are making a real impact for this team. Dude, there, there's been a lot of homegrown players on this team. They're really all their best players. Everywhere, Everywhere yeah. All their best players outside of Mosley and I consider Quincy a homegrown player. He yeah. was a waiver claim. Even JFM has been doing a lot of the dirty work up there, dude. He's been the Jets aren't cutting JFM at the end of the year. Like mm-hmm. all their best players, bro, have been homegrown guys. Maybe not DJ Reed. You know, DJ Reed, dude, he came here. He wasn't what he was now. Yeah. Got Sauce, got Tony Adams. You just got guys everywhere. Yeah. Whitehead's had a good year, dude. That that defense has played pretty stellar. It'd be nice if Quinn and Williams can, you know, do something that a $26 million a year guy would do and, and be more impactful. He has not looked the same as last year. I don't care what anybody tells me, but still. Um, it look, I, I'm pumped up, man. I am absolutely pumped up, and I am just praying that this quarterback is just good enough for us to keep winning. That's that's it right there. I mean, that's that's what what we're all thinking. What's your confidence level going into Monday? I guess with the offense too, because we kind of can expect what the defense is going to do. <sighs> with the offense on Monday, man. It, look, man, look. Do you think the game it, plan is to get out there and no? And okay, so you think it's gonna be like just same same kind of game plan? Absolutely. The only time they would revert from that game plan if is they're down. Yep. Yeah. When they're down. When they're down seventeen to nothing again. <laughs> no, hopefully, that, hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully that's that. No, hopefully not. And the Chargers, you know, they're a good offense, but they're not exactly like the Chiefs and the Bengals and the Eagles and whoever you want to name like the chargers, I think are a tier below that. And I think Justin Herbert mm-hmm. is as well. I go back and forth with my good buddy, Nick Spano about this all the time. I mean, I, he's, I don't, I just don't think Herbert is up there with guys like Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Jalen hurts. I just don't think Herbert is of that. I think he is the next tier of quarterbacks in the league where I think he just lacks a little bit of a clutch gene. I think that's fair to say. And that really, bodes very well for the Jets because we have made these good quarterbacks look bad all year. We clearly are doing something right. And that's why my confidence in the team on Monday night, it's got to be like a 7 out of 10, dude. I mean, if it, if the yeah. offense was somewhat capable, I would be like, oh, dude, we Jets are winning this game at, at home on Monday night. But you just always have that fear that this offense is going to look so anemic like they did against the Giants. Like, dude, we almost lost to a team that had negative nine passing yards. They wouldn't throw the ball. How they had this guy <laughs> playing backup for that game is crazy. They would not let him throw the ball under any circumstance. 
they disrespected us so much by saying, we just don't believe you guys can move the ball whatsoever with this quarterback and said, here, take it back. We don't want it. Like, that's what they were saying. Pretty wild. I mean, the Giants have been a disaster. An absolute disaster. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. Can you imagine we would have lost that game? Oh, my God. It would have been. Dude, it would have been doomsday. It would have been the Pats game last year times a million. A times a mil. I tw- I think I tweeted that too. It was just like <laughs> I thought that's what it was going to be. I'm like, oh my yeah. God, we're gonna we're gonna lose this game ten seven. I thought maybe we would have won the game seven to six, which wouldn't yeah. have been the first time. The last time the Jets won a game seven six, twenty third twenty twelve against the Arizona Cardinals and Ryan Lindley, courtesy of a Greg McElroy pass to Jeff Cumberland in the fourth quarter. In case you didn't know it all, <laughs> just want to remind everybody. <laughs> I think that's a great uh, note to end on. That'll do it for tonight's episode of the Jets Way Podcast. Please follow, subscribe, leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts, and we will catch everyone on Tuesday, Tuesday podcast this week, recapping Monday night's game, hopefully another win. As always, go Jets. Go Jets. Jets.